In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you don't take them. If you have a relative that is a Christian, yes. allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah. it's like, you, you may not want Jesus, but... Thrown into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself, I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said, I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg. But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. So, and I never forget the time when I, I pray and I ask God, I said, Lord, I need for you to make me over again. I need for you to cleanse me. Um, you know, whatever is not of you, I need you to get it out of me. Right. And I never forget going to Sunday school and um, Brother Beard, he preached on well, he was teaching uh, Sunday class on uh, the sins of the spirit. Right. So he, he he taught us on the sins of the spirit, the jealousy, the envy, malice. And I'm just sitting there thinking in my head, like, mm, Lord, I just asked him to cleanse me. And I said, Lord, if I was to leave here today, I'm going straight to hell. Welcome to the Call by God podcast, a podcast where we share personal stories of faith and discuss the Bible's teachings on salvation. I'm your host, Nixon Silvani, and I'm here with my co-host, Adney Godin, and we are honored to share these powerful stories with you. Today, we have a special guest, Kim Kelly, who will be sharing her testimony of how she came to know Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Kim will discuss her struggles before finding salvation and her faith's impact on her on her life since then. Sister Kelly's testimony will remind us that no matter our past, God's love and grace are always available to them who seek him. It will also serve as a reminder that salvation is not just about getting into heaven, but also about the transformation that occurs in our hearts and lives when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So join us as we listen to Sister Kelly's powerful testimony Sister Kelly, again, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing, my sister? Hello, hello. I am doing well and just grateful to be here on the platform just to share a word and my story with you all. Sis, how you doing? <laughs> At me. How you doing, love? Doing good. So as, look, I, I say this with most of my guests and some of our listeners, listeners they already know where I'm going. This is a virtual fellowship hall. It's just the three of us having a fellowship. And, and if you guys not church people or church, you know, that's what we call when we come together. We like to come together to fellowship, to break bread, to encourage each other in the Lord. So this is pretty much what it is. It's a virtual fellowship hall. So again, uh, 
Sister Kelly, I'm always elated and excited when we have guests on this platform. And, and I guess for me, it's just the thought of just hearing people's stories of how God has called them uh, from darkness and uh, brought them to his uh, marvelous light. So I want to know, or we, our listeners, want to know a little bit about yourself. So before Jesus Christ, before you came to the knowledge of the truth, how was life like for Sister Kimberly Kelly? Well, actually, um, I was introduced to the church well, prior to at the age of 12. So my preteen years, um, I pretty much grew up in the church. So therefore, when, when you say, I guess, the pre-life before Christ, um, I was just a young child. So that's pretty much how I came into the knowledge of Christ through my family. Actually, my brother introduced us to the church. Um, he was 16 at the time and he introduced us to the church. And my mom grew up Baptist. So when my brother introduced us, then we pretty much started uh, attending um, the Church of Christ and all of us end up being baptized. Wow. That's that's amazing. So at the age of 12. So, okay, so I, I want you to remember as much as you can at the age of 12, because maybe you might bless somebody that that's, that's young. Because I remember when I was 12, uh, when when I got, when they were sharing about the knowledge of Jesus Christ with me, it was a couple, two things that I thought about. I thought about heaven and hell. I was like, I don't want to go to hell. So <laughs> I'm like, I want to obey the gospel. So kind of like walk us back. Like, what, what was some of the things that was going through your mind when your brother was sharing Jesus Christ with you? Could you give us some detail, like in terms of what you remember? Because I know it's been a while. You've been in the body of Christ for a long time. But I'm trying to help somebody that's young, perhaps in middle school, that's probably contemplating about knowing their Savior. Well, I will say, if I can think back, uh, when my brother first introduced us, it was more so of me following my parents, following my mom. So, uh, and if I can be totally honest and transparent, when I, I actually, I've been baptized twice because when I, um, when I was baptized at the age of 12, I felt like I didn't quite understand like the real reason and purpose. And you know how sometimes you get baptized for the juice and the crackers. I'm just being transparent, open and honest. Um, I think that was, that pretty much led me to it. So uh, as I grew older and I was actually able to come into the understanding of who Christ is and and actually knowing his word and believing in his word, uh, there was a conviction that took place within me. And I never forget, I, I was older. Yeah, I want to say I was in my 20s. And I actually, um, and I told my mom, I said, mom, I don't think I was baptized for the right reason, um, you know, when I was 12 years old. And she asked me why. And I kind of told her my reason why. And I said, I think I need to, I need to be baptized again, you know, for the right reason, uh, just knowing what salvation is, knowing who God is. And I made this step. And when I made that step, I'm going to be honest, like it was like a burning feeling going up in my chest because it was like at that moment, I knew like, Kim, you have to go, right? You have to go forward. You have to do this. And it was like a burning feeling that wanted me to, because over the years, it was like, I was constantly thinking about it. And every time I thought about it and say, okay, Kim, go, just go. It was like this burning feeling would come up over me. And then once I sat down and didn't go, it left. So I was like, hmm. At the time, I didn't know what it was or the reason why. I just thought maybe it was fear or I was scared. But 
I pretty much had to fight against that feeling and I walked. And once I actually um, got baptized the second time around for um, the true reason and purpose, um, there was a great relief that kind of just left off. Wow. I, I think that's interesting because, uh, and I'm glad that you were transparent saying that you got baptized twice. Because again, like I, as I mentioned, when I was 12 years old, uh, the way we were taught, because I grew up in a um, Baptist as well, Baptist, Catholic, I was just pretty much everywhere. And one of the things that we were taught to say is the sinner's prayer. So I was like, man, I'm going to just say the sinner's prayer. And then we're talking about this is like 12, 12, 15 years old. Like I was, it was like an ongoing thing. And I said, when people used to walk up to me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian because I thought just because I just say a sinner's prayer, like I'm going to set that in into the body of Christ. But it wasn't like later until when it, when I was in my 20s that I ended up getting baptized. So I know you say you felt a, a burning fire inside of you that ultimately led you to get baptized the second time. Was it something that happened or was it something you experienced? Maybe a death of, of a loved one. Was it this? Was it sin? just wrapped in your life or was it a conviction of, of the word? Could you walk us through that? Cause maybe there's somebody that did get baptized one time or many years ago when there was a kid and now they're probably like you, like contemplating like, man, should I get baptized again? Like kind of like walk us through what was that, that experience? What ultimately led to that burning feeling inside of you? Cause I know life happens. I know life happens and God would give us some experiences that would kind of like give us a wake up call. Like you ain't walking with me. So Walk us through that. So for me, it was more so of um, the conviction of his word, you know, hearing his word, um, listen to the preacher preach about baptism, salvation. So it was more of coming to the realization of his word and having a better understanding of his word, because at the time um, I didn't sit down with a a preacher for them to actually teach me when I was 12 years old versus now it's totally different. You know, when my son got baptized, he actually um, talked to our minister about it. He talked to my mom's minister about it. So he was actually taught to the point where he knew the reason why, because I asked him over and over. So I think for me, it was more so a conviction of his word um, to let me know that, hey, Kim, you didn't do it uh, for the right reason. So now that you have the understanding, you know, my word it's time for you to make a move because I felt like I was not covered. Right. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning about uh, heaven and hell. So I, at that moment, I felt like, ooh, we, I'm going to hell. You <laughs> <Yes>. know, so, <laughs> so I felt yeah. like I was not covered because I, in the, inside of me, it was like you didn't you didn't do it for the right reason. So I felt like I was not covered. So I I talked to my mom. I talked to my minister and. um and he basically told me if if that's the way you felt at the time and you uh, realized that you didn't do it for the right reason, then I would strongly encourage you to do so. Amen. I, I like that. I like that. And and I don't, I didn't mention this in the, in the top of the show, but Sister Kimberly Kelly is an author, y'all. She's an author. And we're going to we're going to y'all got to get the book because <laughs> I want her because there's some things that I read in the book that that man, it was like a wow. She went through that. And and I'm going to bring those things up. And I'm sure I want you to kind of look, we don't want to give everybody everything. Right. We we just probably want to just give them a snack because we want them to go get the book. <laughs> but I know life happens, too. I know that when a person get baptized and uh, a person is in the body of Christ, we know marriage and family is a blessing uh, when it comes to, you know, to God. But also we know also know we live in a real world as well. Things happen. And we can deviate or find ourselves distance 
away from God. And that's pretty much what's in, in her book. And, and I want you to touch on that. Uh, I want you to talk about how can a, a woman, you went from a girl to being baptized once into a second time having that fire in, within inside of you and getting baptized a second time. So now God, I'm sure God is working your life, but how can a woman like that, that been in the church for so long, as you mentioned in your book, distance yourself from God? How in the world that happened? Could you walk us through that? <laughs> <laughs> so you know how you can be um, in, you, you, you attend worship, um, you attend worship, but you're not so much as active and you're not so much cl- as close to God as you should be. So even though I attended worship every Sunday, even though I uh, attended Wednesday night Bible class, there was not an intimate relationship with God. You know, I was just going through the acts of service, right? Attending. I always desire to have that close relationship with God. But in my life at that time, I put other things before God. So I idle the relationship. I idle uh, the world's perspective of how life should be. And I did not have God in his rightful position and place in my life. So at that moment, I knew and at I knew that I was at a distance from him, if that makes sense, because I allowed other things to come before him and he was not first in my life. I didn't go to him to consult with him for this, that or the other. I didn't consult with God when it came to um, the marriage. It was just something, hey, this is what Kim wants. So this is what Kim is going to do. And I'm just being honest about it. So, you know, being close to him now is what made me realize that, Kim, you was distant from him. Even though you attended worship, even though um, I was not in ministry at the time like I am now, uh, but I was just a distant from him because I know now what it feels like to be close to him, to be in an intimate relationship yes. with him. Uh, compared yes. to years ago, I was like, nah, Dad, I, was, <laughs> I didn't even know you. I thought I knew you, but I didn't know you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for making it midway through this episode. We want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show. Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought-provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support, and we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless. Wow. And, and, you know, I thank you for for mentioning that because I know a lot of people, you know, when they get baptized, they say, oh, man, so that, you know, my whole life is about to start. I'm about to have my husband, my spouse and and children and, and career. Because we, we all, you know, this is the world. The world could deceive us to making us think that the worldly pleasures is more important than God. And it, it, it don't have to be intentional. It, these are things that it just it's happens. Right. So that's why I thank you for your transparency, because a lot of women and, and men too, um, they desire 
a spouse, especially the ones that are single. Because I know when I got uh, saved, I, I was single. I wasn't seeking a wife. I was just striving just to get closer to God. And and um, whereas some of some of the people that I was, you know, coming up with, especially in my early twenties, they was like seeking a spouse. Oh, I can't wait till I get married. I want a husband. So kind of like share share some wisdom, maybe with a young lady out there <laughs> that probably has those strong desires. <laughs> like share some wisdom that you'll give her in terms of like don't focus on those things like a spouse or even career, even children. Give a give give a young lady some wisdom on how to overcome those. That's a stronghold. It is. So when I got married, I was actually twenty five. So um, I was in my twenties when I got married. And if I could encourage anyone, I would tell them to number one, take time to develop their relationship with God, uh, truly consulting Him, and just have the intimate relationship with him. Also take time to get to know yourself because I didn't find out who (laughs) Kim was until I was at the age of 30. Right. Uh, I didn't know myself because I was in a relationship uh, for 10 years, right. In a relationship for 10 years, my identity was in that relationship. So find your identity in who you are as a person, as a woman, um, take your time. I know with me, it was more so, like you said, it was um, go go to school, graduate from school, get married, have the child, get the house, all of that. Right. That was that was my focus at that time. So. Just oh, t- take your time. Don't rush it. Consult in God, because when you consult in him, he will give you the answer and be prepared for the answer. Um, and just. Spend some time getting to know who you are as a person. I think that's the best thing that I was able to do going through what I had to go through uh, in my life. Just taking that time out to get to know Kim. Like, Kim, who are you? You know, I remember standing in the mirror asking myself that question. And I cried because I could not answer the question. So at that moment, I knew then, I said, Lord, I need for you to reveal to me who I am in your eyesight. Because going through what I went through, ooh, it, it was hard. You know, you're young. You think you're doing the right thing. You think because you got married, like, and then everything just hit you all of a sudden. Um, it, it can really take you down. So I was in a very dark place. And just taking that time out, uh, I think, not think, God had to get my attention. At the end of the day, he had to get my attention um, and the marriage was him getting my attention. So sometimes I tell uh, people all the time, do it willingly and not forcefully, because when you have to do it by force, it's not going to feel good. So just take that time out to get that relationship with him uh, for my sisters that's out there that's not in the body of Christ. Get connected with someone who knows Christ. Get connected with someone in the body of Christ where they can be able to teach you and kind of connect with you and lead you to the path that you need to um, to go in. You know, Sister Kelly, in retrospect, <clears throat> if I were to look at your life when you got married um, at 25, mm-hmm. I think you said 25, right? Yes. Like 25. someone be, to be looking at your life to say, wow, like she's married. She got a career a house, and you're a Christian. So you pretty much check all the boxes. But I, and like how you, and again, I don't want to give you a book away. I want y'all to go get the book. 
It's called Joyfully Courageous, 17 Stories of Awaken to Courage. I want y'all to get the book. I don't want her to give all, all the story away, but it's it's amazing to me how you said that um, God um, used a relationship, a, a physical or earthly relationship to get your attention. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget that God is a jealous God. See, this is this is the thing, right? So before I got married, um, and then this is at the time when I had a desire to get married. You know, I was seeking a wife at the time. I did everything in my power to desire a relationship with her. I would call her all the time. I would, she was always on my mind. And, and when I said, I mean, seven days a week, this is seven days a week, always on my mind, texting her, calling her, um, taking her out on, out on dates. And then we, we, we see those things in us. We're capable of doing it because we do it with each other, like people that we desire, people that we deem to be important. So God is saying that I want the same thing, but greater. I want to be, I want to be on your mind at all times. I want you to be able to text me or even call me. When I mean call or text, I mean prayer, y'all. Prayer. I want you to, to read my love letter, which is the Bible. So, but but we're not taught these things because God is spirit. We know we hear about the incarnated Jesus. So when we lack, when we don't see an individual to have a relationship with God, like how can we get a relationship with God? We don't see that ourselves. So I, I want to ask you, did you, did you not see anybody have a relationship with God that, 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 cause it's, it's, I'm, I guess I'm trying to help somebody out there. Cause first may be like, well, how does she end up getting a relationship with God? Does she have somebody to, to guide her? Does she had a sister or, or a brother uh, lead in the church? So walk us through that. Did you happen to know somebody that was in a relationship with God and guide you through that process? Or is something you just found on your own, like discovered on your own? Walk us through that. So, of course, my mom, um, my mom, she's in the body of Christ. So my mom was an example. But at that time, it it, it was God's word. And, and I always tell my minister, uh, Trey, that God used him during that time because, mm, yeah, and I knew that I had, go, even going through what I went through, I knew that I had to stay connected, right? I was not going to get through it <laughs> without my daddy. I was not going to get through it without him. I mean, my daddy, I'm speaking of God. I was not going to get through it. So I had to stay connected. And the, the most powerful thing about it and how I knew that I was diving into a more deeper connection and intimate relationship with God because everything I went in that closet and I prayed and I asked him for it. My preacher didn't know nothing, right? I was not Mm. sharing anything. I'm just continuing to show up at worship every Sunday, right? And it was so powerful because everything that I was going through or every answer or every um, question that I questioned myself about, when I got to worship on Sunday, my preacher's preaching about it, right? Or even in Bible class, he's he's teaching us about it. So, and I never forget that time when I, I pray and I ask God, I say, Lord, I need for you to make me over again. I need for you to cleanse me. Um, you know, whatever is not of you, I need you to get it out of me, right? And I never forget going to Sunday school. And um, Brother Beard, he preached on well, he was teaching uh, Sunday class on uh, the sins of the spirit. Right. So he, he, he taught us on the sins of the spirit, the jealousy, the envy, malice. And I'm just sitting there thinking in my head like, mm, Lord, I just asked him to cleanse me. 
And I said, Lord, if I was to leave here today, I'm going straight to hell. Because, <laughs> because you know, you think about the physical sins, but you don't think about the spiritual sins, right? So I was like, Lord, all of that, that that's how I'm feeling. Like, so those are the sins that's dwelling within me right now. And and at that moment, I know that was God showing me because I asked him to cleanse me, to to just make me over. So he had to get all that up out of King, right? And even with that, just when it comes to the relationship with him, it was more so of hearing his word, like open, opening the word up, opening the Bible up and and just reading the word and just sitting at his feet. And and I'm I'm being totally honest, y'all. When when I say it's his word, um ministry, I stay connected to ministry. So as I continue to to grow in ministry, God was continuing to deepen my relationship with him. Um, listening to uh Brother Beer preach and teach because I was I was in the mindset that Lord, I need you. I have to get through uh through this thing with you, I cannot let go. So their relationships start to deepen as I stay connected to the source. You have to stay connected to the source. And he will reveal, oh, when I say he will show up in your life in a way that you never thought and, and just having a relationship with him, like, like he's actually just sitting there with you, but we know he's not sitting there with you. But, <laughs> but that's how we commune. Like, that's how I talk to him. Like, I, I talk to him as if he's sitting right here at the table with me. So that was a part of developing that relationship with him. And what I had to learn, I said, Lord, what I had to learn is that first I had to learn how to be faithful to you. I had to learn how to love you. Right. How can I say I'm, I'm loving this? I can love this person or show love of give love if I'm not giving it to you first. So what he taught me is how to love him first, how to be faithful to him first, how to develop that intimate relationship with him first. And it was just through staying connected to his word, uh, staying connected to the body of Christ, working in ministry and being more intentional about my spiritual growth and my relationship because I told him I want a relationship with him because I knew that I did not have an authentic relationship with him. Thank you for listening to Sister Kim Kelly's testimony. Stay tuned for part two, but remember to share, subscribe, and listen for upcoming episodes. Be blessed. That's it for now. But before we go, please continue to listen, subscribe, and share our podcast. Also, if you want to support our show, please scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on the link that says buy me a coffee. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And remember, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And also, Jesus Christ loves you. Thank you. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach 
the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day by believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized. You will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.